I think we are we are ready. Jared and I are extra ready. We sacrificed Uh-oh. the broad pod so we could be better prepared for tonight. <laughs> okay. Watch the debate instead? Yes. It was a hard watch, but I did it. <laughs> Very civic-minded. Yeah. I sat through it. I didn't get too angry. I took only small breaks to pay attention to my son and comfort well, him. Well, there was an evil troll on the television, so... Mm. Yeah. I... I resisted watching Monday Night Football on my computer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it was pretty brazen. Did anybody hear the numbers on the debate? Uh, watch. 84 million. Wow. Oh, yeah, it was... No, the numbers wow. are huge. 84 million? Yeah. That is, that is like Super Bowl numbers. And no commercials. Yeah. What the hell? Commercial free? That was amazing. <laughs> and it went long. Yeah. <laughs> it was painful. <laughs> I really... I felt... The worst I felt was for America, and then second worst was for Lester Holt. We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 25th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. You sounded surprised, Jared. I was <laughs> thinking about something because I, I, want, I want to make a quick announcement. We have, on Profane Argument, a new number one listener. Oh, um, oh really? He asked, me, he asked me to convey this, that he likes Ray and Karen. He already likes Ian because he listens to The Prodigal Sons. Can you guess his name? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It'd have to be my good friend, Dustin. It is. Dustin, uh, I, I was live tweeting with Dustin last night while I was watching the debates. <laughs> oh, really? And the, yeah. And, well, yeah. When I say live tweeting, like, we were talking to each other because sure. he, yeah, he decided to talk to me. And I was like, I need to talk about this with somebody. <laughs> right. Uh, but then at the end, he mentioned, he's like, oh, yeah, tell Ray and Karen. I love the profane argument. I listen to it all the time. It's great. So we got a new number one listener. Woohoo! Nice. Should I know who that is? You should not. Okay. No, no, you should not unless you listen to the our part, the other podcast. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, <laughs> you're fired. I'm leaving. I'm sorry. <laughs> Strong choice. So this week, I think, uh, kind of obviously, with the debate that just happened for us last night, I think, uh, yeah, it's obvious we're just going to spend a lot of time talking about the debate between Hillary and and Donald. But we do have a few news articles to get through first, some things that we thought were interesting that happened in the last week. The first thing that that I saw, this wasn't too long after we recorded last week, was President Obama has moved to try to protect Planned Parenthood funding permanently by restricting states from defunding Planned Parenthood, doing a uh, executive action. Good job. Excellent. So I don't know how this is going to be enforced. And actually, the article that uh, the main article that I have is from the Huffington Post. There's not a whole lot of details in how the law works, but. Well, it wouldn't be a law. Right, right. Executive order is not a law. It's not a law. Yeah. But basically, it prevents it would prevent states from removing funding from Title X. Which grants to subs- which issues grants to subsidize contraceptives uh, and cancer and sexually transmitted infection screenings. Title X money is in no way used to pay for abortions for any reason. Right. 
Yeah, I don't understand why um, the Republicans such have such a hard on for um, Planned Parenthood. It doesn't make any sense to me. They I, kill babies. <laughs> there are lots of other groups that do as well. This is. Is it just because this is the biggest one? Because well, it's the one it's, everybody knows. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and to be clear, I'm not, they, I don't think they kill babies. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because that's how you opened. You're like, who Sorry. isn't killing babies, first of all? <laughs> Sorry. They know they provide – the vast majority of the services they provide are preventative care for women and men, for that matter. They just happen to also do that as a small part of their, their – what they do. So, no, I don't understand. Is it just because of – yeah, religion? Well, is, this is going to seem like a dumb question, but is Planned Parenthood publicly funded? It is funded by the state and the, and the federal government, yes. Oh, there's your answer. Oh, sure. Socialism. Right, the, <laughs> the, the funding from Title X does not in any way go to abortion. It's right. It goes to the other – of course, you can't convince anybody of that, right? Yeah. That's that's the big problem. Diane Black, who is a representative from Tennessee, guess which party, uh, <laughs> said we must use the full force of Congress and the grassroots strength of the national pro-life movement to defeat this absurd rule and prevent <laughs> Obama from acting unilaterally, unilaterally to carry out political favors and prop up a scandal-ridden abortion provider. Please. <laughs> they held back funding for the uh, the Zika virus because they wanted to exclude the Planned Parenthood from getting any money. Zika right. virus. I mean, they're crazy. <laughs> Along with that, there are 84 pregnant women in Florida that are currently <laughs> infected with the Zika virus. Mm. Florida, Louisiana, and Texas have v voted to block funds to Planned Parenthood. So those women are basically going to be forced to go full term whether or not right. the fetus, whether it's what not they're... safe to do or mm, healthy yeah. to do or exactly yeah. yeah so i mean i just don't understand i really don't understand with the zika virus coming in i mean they're not they're they're taking funds away from fighting that and they're taking funds they're trying to take funds away from planned parenthood i mean wow that is a recipe for nothing but disaster there <laughs> Because yeah. there's no rational thought there. It's everything is black and white. Mm. It's it's there's you know what I'm saying? Like you just can't if this is what we believe, this is what we believe, and I gotta toe the line all the way. And is it like, all religious based? Like the only thing I can think of is that it's their religious belief. Yeah, I don't I don't know any other other yeah. stance against that. No, I mean otherwise it doesn't make sense monetarily, it doesn't make sense morally, it doesn't make sense any other way except because of the sky wizard says it's bad. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. But it's, you know, it goes deeper than that, though, because it's like a guy who's like, you know, he's very worried that they're going to take his guns away. So he, you know, he's like, I vote Republican. And that's really his own concern. But now he's like, well, shit, now I got to have this thing about Planned Parenthood. So they, it's always that all in mentality. Like, mm. you just can't go, I vote Republican because I want to keep my gun. But you know what? I don't think they should touch Planned Parenthood. You rarely ever hear a rational statement like that come out of a Republican's mouth. No, they they never have a reasoned argument. They 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 never say, "Well, I agree with these things, but I don't, I don't agree with this." But I can put up with it because of the you know the, it outweighs. It's always like you said, a hundred percent all in in the batshit crazy train. Yeah, because I have friends that I know are fucking atheists. I mm -hmm. know it. We've discussed this before. But some of them have now turned racist and seem to hate immigrants and really hate black people. So they support candidates who i know have pandered to religious outlets and i'm like how do you fucking square that and they're just like it's all right he's fine <laughs> and i'm like okay well it's basic tri it's the we talked about this before it's basic tribalism it's like that's my tribe i have to 
back them 100%. You can never say anything bad about the Philadelphia Eagles because that's my tribe. It's the same problem. <laughs> I picked them on purpose. Sorry, because they suck <laughs> <real> bad. <laughs> I mean, it's just not safe to say things bad about the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, but I mean, you can. <laughs> all right. There's nothing good about the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Does that work for everybody? Oh, it's also true. <laughs> I'm not arguing here. I'm just saying. <laughs> My eyes just glazed over. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Baseball. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the next the next thing that I wanted to bring up, and sorry, this didn't make it onto the list. Oh. Tennessee Public Schools. During a revision process that took place over the summer, members of an educator advisory team adjusted the social studies standards for seventh graders and removed a section from the social studies. Can you take a guess as to what section they removed from social studies for seventh graders? Social studies. Civil War? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I like where you're going. Crusades? <laughs> the Crusades? Uh, close. Getting much closer. Mm. Civil rights? <laughs> so, um, um, Civil War. Uh, right. Oh, but this is Take social studies? No, I said so, yeah. Oh. Social studies. Hmm. Yeah, that covers such a Black large... Black History Month? No. Mm. Oh. No, the the uh, Crusades was the closest. They took out the section from 400 CE to the 1500s entitled Islamic World, <laughs> which gave uh, the origins of Islam. It recorded the uh, this the section of our you know human history that where uh, Islam was the predominant, predominant. Re religion, and uh, it covered some of the life teachings of Muhammad as well as the religion's historical connection to Christianity and Judaism. Wow, that has been stricken from their. In all of Tennessee, or just one school district? Uh, it says an educator advisory team. I believe it was from more than a district. It says specifically Tennessee schools. Hmm. <laughs> Karen's <Yeah>. speechless. <laughs> well, how do you? That's a huge. It's a huge chunk of history to ch to cut out. What do they substitute? Right. Yeah. Eleven hundred years, and the only the, no reason is actually cited. Uh, it, the, the article in the newspaper from the local uh, Tennessee newspaper says that it, they just say that it, well, it's due to rising Islamophobia and anti-Muslim bias that this happened. And uh, the school district they attempted to contact the school district to get a uh, you know to have them say something, and they uh, basically they said, yeah, we're not talking about this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's really disappointing to just deny history like that right for, uh, I mean, and people, yeah people you know deny little little bits and pieces of history but sure that's a huge swath of history i mean and i don't understand the, the logic behind it either i mean and what do you say you go well nothing happened around <laughs> yeah and from here to here it was pretty boring <laughs> <laughs> is it because they don't want to put the Islam religion in into the, in the in a true context of history because it played a significant part in the history of the world and does to this day that they're not all crazy jihadists. I mean, is right? It, but if you give you know if you get a give a kid a, a little bit, they're going to want to learn more, and we can't have that. Okay. Also, black and white. Yeah, Muslims just, do bad shit. <laughs> yeah, can't you know? Let's not be rational about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, just another uh, another example of Christianity inserting itself and removing education, removing knowledge. Wow. However, on an up note, <laughs> ooh, our next our next piece I found very amusing. The ACLU is going to actually filed paperwork to sue Kim Davis <laughs> and, and her county where she is employed for two hundred 
$33,058 for attorney fees and expenses associated with the lawsuit brought uh, against her. Nice. When she shut down the marriage license operations in Rowan County. So it's, Fantastic. So it's to recoup the costs of the lawyers to sue her to so she would do her job. Correct. Nice. I like that. That's awesome. That is good news. Yeah. Yeah. Say, <laughs> Nothing more to say about that. <laughs> Let's hope they win. <laughs> so the argument is that since we won the case, they need to pay for the legal fees that we incurred. And the argument against is, well, you didn't win the case. What? The argument against was, this is going to come down to, you know, attorney arguing in front of a judge because what they're saying is that, it, well, and basically what happened was it was dismissed. So she was being held in cont contempt of court. Mm. The office that she was in charge of started issuing marriage licenses and then uh, she was released but before she could do anything else, it was who I'm trying to find who it was, but there was a change made so that her office didn't have to sign the marriage license. So they basically removed her from the equation hmm. so she couldn't do anything. And that's how she stayed out of jail. It is galling that she still has a job there. Yeah. yeah. I also like to think that she's been quietly sitting there and go, all right, nobody's talking about me anymore. Hmm. Things are fine. I'm laying low. All of a sudden, guess what? No, <laughs> you're again. being sued. <laughs> we I haven't forgotten. I kind of, I kind of expect her to want something like this to get back in the news. But mm -hmm. she seemed to enjoy it. That's for sure. I mean, she got to meet all the religious nuts who <laughs> were trying to be president at the time. Mike Huckabee and Ted Cruz fighting over her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quite the courtship. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hope it actually goes to court. I, I don't see how it can't, but well, yeah, we'll see. All right, on to Trump. <laughs> so the first news thing that had uh, had his name on it, I found this interesting. Trump flies on a, a plane that has gold-plated bathroom fixtures. <laughs> Does he know the gold is really heavy? And putting on an airplane is probably not a good idea. Yeah. I got the best planes. They can <laughs> handle it. It is a luxury 757. It is fully outfitted. He has his own king-size bedroom. He has his own shower in it. And, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. He can, he's got money. He can spend it how he wants. Yeah. Except he's not spending the money. So now that he, as actually as of January, when he started to get Secret Service on the plane, the government is being charged for the Secret Service agents that are flying on the plane. <laughs> it started in January that they paid for 48% of the cost of the Tag Air Inc., the, uh, the company that operates the jet, 48% uh, of the $1.7 million dollars. So you're looking at like $800,000 that was paid. But starting in June, he became the nominee. And now the government, i.e. your tax dollars, mm -hmm. are paying 78% of the cost of flying the plane. He refuses to fly any other plane. Even Romney, when he was running, when he was the nominee, he had a, a jet that he flew around into all the different places he went. But the cost of that jet was just about half because it didn't have gold plating. It didn't have, you know, all the ridiculousness that is Trump. Well, it wasn't a 757. That's a big right. airplane. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so Trump is, uh, yeah, he's insisting that he f 
has to fly around on this plane. Uh, the taxpayers are flipping the bill, and uh, guess who owns the Tag Air Incorporated? Surprise me. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> So he's forcing the taxpayers to pay extraordinary amounts of money for to support his luxury plane, and he's reaping the rewards. Why isn't it a standard dollar amount? You get, uh, you know, two make it make it a large magnet. You get three thousand dollars per Secret Service man per flight. However, you want to get them places with you is up to you, but that's how much you're going to get. Just make it a flat amount. I mean, for Christ's sake, Sanders went on commercial airlines. He flew coach. Karen, right. You're talking about campaign finance reform? I am. That is like the worst <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> the worst. If they all had even amount of money to spend. Yeah. Well, yeah, I really it would not it would be totally fair and facts might come into it as well. I mean, what do you yeah. want, Karen? <laughs> Equality. That's what I want. God damn it. it and the, the, the thing that makes me crazy about this is, is this is not the only way. He's making a lot of money off of this campaign because every time he, he rents a ballroom, rents hotel rooms, you know, goes in golfing, he does it always in Trump-owned facilities. So the government pays him money, cash money, to promote himself. That's outrageous. Oh, <laughs> did you hear what he did with Trump Tower? No. Well, mm -hmm. his campaign is based out of Trump Tower, so it rents space in the tower. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and then he jacked up the rent in the tower for the campaign. So now all, so he gets all that money back personally. Yeah. yeah, as soon as he wasn't paying for it anymore, as soon as it was coming out of the my pocket, then all of a sudden the price went up. Well, it was not coming out of your pocket. He was taking that from campaign funds. <laughs> right, which can only be used for the campaign, but now right, that goes right. I mean, right. Well, it's maybe a genius gave, move. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe I gave money to Trump. <laughs> I would doubt that. <laughs> so the numbers came out on September September twenty fourth. The so in comparison, uh, the Secret Service has spent two point three million dollars to fly with Trump. Mm. Hillary Clinton, they have spent two point six. Wait a minute. The government has spent more money on Hillary because of the Secret Service. How is that possible? Well. Mm. It's because the amount of time that Hillary has been under protection is way over twice as long because of her history. She was a secretary of state. She was a senator. So you're talking 2.6 million divided by two. So it's actually like 1.3-ish compared to 2.3. And to be clear, this is not money that she is getting. This is money that she is passing on to the people that are carrying the Secret Service people around. Correct. It's not going in her pocket. I know that her. is correct, and and you have to remember her her husband is an ex president, so he gets social he gets um protection social for security. life, not social security. Sorry, he gets <laughs> secret service well, he's protection for life. Too. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, just thought it was amusing that mm. taxpayer money is paying for gold faucets on a jet. <laughs> well, I get. Well, I was corrected. It's not taxpayer money. Well, it's not tax money. It is citizens' money. What do you mean? Well, is it? Is it campaign money or is it federal money? Uh, so, so when I said it was campaign money, we were referencing the money that was being used for the Trump rallies. Mm. That money was coming from the Trump's campaign fund. The money that is paying for the the Secret Service to protect the nominees—that's taxpayer money. That's taxpayer that's, money. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. So the next article on Trump, I don't have uh, hardly any information on this. Did you post this, Karen? I did. Um, it's just something that came up a couple of days ago and that Trump is uh, fortifying his anti-LGBT positions and tapped our, our favorite anti-gay crusader, Rick Santorum, to, uh. <laughs> to be an advisor. Uh. 
<laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick Santorum is one of the worst human beings I've ever encountered in all of my days. Yep. Now he now works for Trump as a no an, as an advisor. And just like in case you're listening, if you're listening to this and you don't understand why we hate Santorum quite as much, it's because he was from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And that's where we live. And yep. we are not Pennsylvania proud. <laughs> <laughs> not when it comes to him. No. Uh, so what did you know what his role? Like he just – is he just an advisor or does he have a more specific he, role? He is an advisor in um, – what's it called? The 35-member Catholic Advisory Council. So uh, – Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ray just threw up in his mouth. <laughs> they teaching him how to rape little kids? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Issues of importance to Catholics. So how to not let the church be sued by boys that were previously raped by priests. Yep, I'm sure that's in the list. Yeah. So important stuff. Important <laughs> stuff, yeah. Well, not things I'm that accusing really Trump of that, although no, he's no. guilty of a lot. I doubt it. I doubt that's one of them. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick, how can we hate the gays more? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, we'll get into this a little bit more with Trump, but I don't understand why he really needs to expand. I mean, if he were to expand from the base and get some women to vote for him, to get some, Shh, you know. Don't give him advice. Stop. I, but he, it doesn't <laughs> matter. He's getting Santorum. He's getting like, yeah. the the crap he said at the debate. He's yeah. not getting any any more. He's just doubling down on this. Uh... <laughs> he's if you ask me, he's losing some because I, yeah. mean, I know we're going to get into debate later. But there are just points in that debate where I was watching. I go, oh, he just lost blacks. Oh, he just yeah. lost Latin. I'm like, wow, he just lost fat nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Every hacker you know, just lost a pimp. Yeah, where's Anonymous when you need them? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying they're fat nerds, but... <laughs> but you're right, though. I mean, he, he he doesn't seem to understand that doubling down on those things, which make the... You know what it is. It's the people... It's the same reason why he thinks his microphone was broken. There weren't people cheering for him. Right. He needs yeah. that visceral feedback. If he doesn't have it, he thinks he's doing something wrong. And since that's what he gets when he spouts this this misogynistic, racist nonsense, he thinks that's what everybody wants. But no, it's just his base. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the debate. There's but, a whole lot to go over. I'm going to go through. I got a from NPR. They have a transcript of the entire debate. I went through and gleaned out a whole bunch of things that would come up as basically the things that could be fact checked, things that good or bad, Hillary or Trump, true or false, things that could be fact checked and were wrong or instantly provable as being correct and were debated on stage. Mm. So as I start with that, there was a tweet that came out from Matty Stone, who is a staff writer on Gizmodo that I thought was the tweet was hilarious during uh, right at the end of the debate she tweeted the only winner tonight is the Voyager probe which is speeding away from the earth at 17 kilometers per second <laughs> damn why didn't I think of that nice. <laughs> all right so here's how it's gonna go so the first thing that we have is a quote from Trump he says, you look at uh, what China is doing for the country in terms of making our product. They de they're devaluing their currency and there's nobody in our government to fight them. This being fact-checked. In fact, over the past two years, Beijing has been selling off about $4 trillion in foreign exchange, which has contributed to a lower U.S. trade deficit with China. Hmm. So that's basically what I'm going to do. Hit the term. Hit the, uh, the truth. And if you have any, if you have any comments... Feel free to jump in. That was a boring one. Mm. So we started with a boring one. <laughs> Got that out of the way. 
Trump said that thousands of jobs are leaving Michigan, leaving Ohio. They're all leaving. Uh, I am going true. to try and get as close to his quote as possible. <laughs> <laughs> unemployment, however, the fact checked unemployment in Michigan is 4.5%. Ohio is 4.7%. Both are better than the national average of 4.9%. And along with that, he said that uh, Ford was going to, was leaving and causing a loss in Michigan. And the CEO of Ford said the zero jobs will be lost because Ford is going to be building two new vehicles at the plant. Under my plan, I will be reducing taxes tremendously from 35 to 15 percent for companies and small and big businesses. This is marked as true because conservative estimates say that his plan will reduce the federal revenue by $4.4 trillion. It doesn't say where he's going to make up this money from. And that is from the uh, Tax Foundation. Some of it might be offset by some economic growth, according to his quote-unquote dynamic scoring, which he references in his uh, tax plan. But it looks like the top 1% of earners will see a after-tax income rise uh, between 10 and 16%. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Uh, there was consternation between Hillary and Trump about the loan that his father gave him. <laughs> he contradicted and said he gave me only a small loan in 1975. I built a company that's many, many billions of dollars from that. According to the Wall Street Journal, Trump's father came to his rescue repeatedly with multiple loans, including coming into his casino and purchasing, what was it, $3.2 million in chips? Yeah. And then, and then not using the chips? No, that he, one amazes me. No, he lost them at, the, at one of the tables purposefully. Oh, okay. Uh, he just, yeah. Gave them back, yeah. Well, and his, and we're going to de discuss this later, but his very small loan was a freaking million dollars. That's not very small. That was just the first one, though. Yeah, that was right. just the first one. Uh, yeah, not to mention there were there were other loans, and he uh, what's the um, what's it called when you have a a fund for your kid trust fund mm -hmm. trust fund. Uh, Trump also went into his trust fund before, uh, so he, there was a trust fund that his father had on his death to leave Trump money, mm -hmm. and he went into that before his father died. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I, like I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know you that could do sense. that, but mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Hillary said, independent experts have looked at what I've proposed and looked at what Donald's proposed, and basically what they have to say is that if his tax plan could blow up the debt by over $5 trillion. Mm. This is from the Tax Foundation, which just put out a report that confirms that completely. Mm. Trump's plan will balloon the deficit. Their, their low estimate is $5 trillion. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, trick or not economics, it'll work. <laughs> no. It's worked so well in the past. <laughs> yeah. What did she call Here's it? Trumped up tri trickle down economics? Trumped up trickle down. <laughs> I wish she hadn't said that. That joke fell so flat. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was lame. <laughs> Donald Trump said, according to, well, the fact that he called climate change a hoax, he said, I did not. I did not say that. He kept interrupting Hillary and saying he did not say that. So, yes. Yes, he did. He did live on Meet the Press. Um, when he was talking about China's role in climate change, PolitiFact noted that in 2015, he also told a crowd during a rally, all this talking about global warming, it's all a hoax, it's all a hoax. I mean, money-making industry, okay, it's a hoax, a lot of it. <laughs> it was, that was in it was December 30th. It was originally a, a tweet. He didn't say it, but it, he said it. Right. So the original source was a tweet in 2012 hmm. that he said the concept was created by the Chinese to make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. <laughs> That's three 
three citations since last night contradicting that. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so he also says that the U.S. energy policies are a disaster. Our country is losing so much in terms of energy, in terms of paying off our debt. I don't. Again. What? Yes. I don't under that, that didn't make sense. Yeah, I know it came from Trump. Oh, it, right, I okay. His his quote is: "Our energy policies policies are a disaster. Our country is losing so much in terms of energy, in terms of paying off our debt." Basically, he's talking about the U.S. energy production, and I'm, I don't think this is a good thing. But during Obama's turn, domestic oil and gas production has increased steadily in the U.S., and the U.S. has become the world's leading producer of natural gas since 2011. And the top producer of oil since 2013. So I don't know where I, mm -hmm. I don't know how Trump is thinking that the U.S. isn't producing enough. We're producing way too much. <laughs> Do you really think it. he thinks that, or is that just a good line to spout out and be like, "Things are bad. To, things I would are hate horrible." To take a guess at what he actually thinks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's all about the the coal miner jobs. That's what he's angling for. There's no nuance to it. <laughs> All right, so this is keeping it a little even. Like I said, I pulled out all the pieces where there was contradiction and there was a fact check. Uh, this is from Hillary Clinton. She said that what Donald said was not accurate. Um, she, uh, this is about the TPP. She was. She said, I was against it once. It was finally negotiated and the terms were laid out. I wrote about it in my book, blah, blah, blah. Well, in her book, it actually she actually did state that the TPP was the gold standard and nowhere did she qualify it with as it is written now, she didn't qualify it at all. Now, I don't know when the book was written as opposed to when the changes in the TPP that she, quote unquote, didn't like were made. So but the TPP, that was the... the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Right. But that, that's the one that, that not even the senators could read it. Nobody was allowed Correct. to read it. They had to go into the basement of a secure room in the Senate to actually read this document. And it was, you know, it's a stack of paper inches thick. They weren't allowed to actually see it. So there's there's stuff in here that people that nobody wants to see. So there's no way she saw it before it was finalized. At the time, she wasn't a secretary of state, I don't think. She was already out at that point. I believe so, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it couldn't have been her gold standard because she didn't see it. it the only gold standard she could have said about it would be the ideas that it portrayed broadly, right. not the specifics. Unfortunately, in her book, Hard Choices, she did call it the gold standard. Yeah. Without any qualifiers. Mm. Now, I don't know why you would do that if you don't know all the details of the finalized product. Right. But in any case, what you can go either way on that. But in, during the debate, she said, I didn't say that it was the gold standard. I said that it it, it could be. Mm. And yeah. technically, that's not true. <laughs> but she probably didn't see the final product. So it was inaccurate. No, I think she's lying. <laughs> I think I'm it, sorry. I think it was inaccurate. But I don't think she was willfully lying about it. Also, to, to make a balance, the next thing is uh, from Donald. He said he accused Hillary. He said, you are going to approve one of the biggest tax cuts in history. You're going to approve one of the biggest tax increases in history. Mm -hmm. Okay, the second part was what he actually meant. He didn't mean to say cuts. He meant to say tax increases. And that is actually true in that Hillary has proposed a incredible tax increase on the wealthy. Basically, anyone who makes uh, more than $5 million a year will have a limited value of deductions, mm. increased estate tax, 
Um, the Tax Policy Center estimated that an, the earlier version of her plan would raise $1.1 trillion over a decade, with three-quarters of that coming from the top 1% wealthiest people. But that's still... As a percentage, um, and what does it say? 65% on estates more than 500 million. I mean, it, it still doesn't come close to the, the rates on the highest in the past. So like in the 1920s or 30s, I think maybe it was, the rates on um, people that do the top 5% were astronomical. They were in the 80% range or higher. So yeah, right. After World War II, I think it topped out at 90%. Wow. Yeah. Which that's an incredible tax rate. But that, yeah. it was right after the war. So yeah. And it was Ike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the only reason it's the largest tax increase in history is because the taxes were ridiculously low to begin with. So the next thing I have is uh, back and forth from uh, – so Hillary made the statement that if you want to fact check live any of this, go to HillaryClinton.com and we're fact checking it. The statement was true. There was fact checking going on against Donald on her webpage. And at the same time, Donald immediately responded and said, oh, and while you're at it, also take a look at mine and you'll see. <laughs> Well, he just said, you'll see. <laughs> right, you'll see. And yeah, I did. I went to his site. There wasn't anything. And according to uh, the fact checkers, at no point did Trump's site ever have any sort of live fact checking for or against Hillary. But was he really implying that his site was fact checking or was he just like, uh, go to my site, you'll see stuff. Like, Because you know? <laughs> that's how I read it, that he was just trying to be like, and go to my it site. Exists. <laughs> My site also is a site. <laughs> well, it turns out the live fact-checking is hard. I mean, hell, putting content up on a website that is cohesive and relevant is hard. And doing it in that kind of speed? Mm. Oh, I agree. But you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so Trump, and this is a regular Republican thing, said that we have the worst revival of an economy since the Great Depression. Now, the thing I always love about this is it is – it is the only revival of an economy since the Great So it is the greatest and the worst. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> While technically correct. So, uh, but the, here's, some, here's some facts around it. The private sector employers have added 15.1 million jobs since the recession. Unemployment was a 10%. It's now 4.9. Unemployment among African Americans was at 16.8. It is now 8.1. <laughs> Unemployment among African-American young people was 58%. It is now 26%. And just for comparison, jobs per year was the strongest under Bill Clinton at 2.8 million. If we go back in time a little ways, the next closest was Carter at 2.6 million. The next closest was Reagan at 2 million. Uh, during Obama's terms, it's been 1.3 million as of January. H.W. Bush was 659,000, and W. it was 160,000. Mm. 2.8 compared to 160,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how Trump dealt with that because, I mean, right at the beginning, Lester Holt was like, this is up, this is up, this is up, which is contradictory to everything he's been saying for the past year. Mm everything's in a shambles it's horrible this and that and then he's like well gdp's up this is up this is up. you know trump didn't jump on that one he didn't give him a wrong i was surprised <laughs> well he wasn't really ramped up yet he didn't ramp up until about a half hour in so are you kidding me he lost it in five minutes ah the first okay i mean i know we're not getting into our actual thoughts of how we felt about it but the first five minutes was a very level trump 
And I was like, oh, so this is what we're getting. We're going to get level Trump. This should be boring, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then he could not hold it together for five minutes. And then, oh, that's when the interrupting started. And then it just oh. went off the rails from there. <laughs> Was it five minutes? See, it seemed like it was a little longer than that. I was actually starting to get a little worried that he wasn't going to trump out. (laughs) Oh, I was watching the clock. And I swear to you, the first interruption came five minutes in. Oh, wow. It was a slow ramp up. I'll give you that. He didn't go full Trump till about 30 minutes in. Okay, okay. But she got under his skin within five minutes. Wow. Well, no, no. That, I mean, again, I know we're not doing what we're supposed to do, but I felt it was because the first 30 minutes I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's going to win this. Well, at least in the eyes of, you know, the mass of idiots in this country. <laughs> well, in the in their eyes he did. Oh. Well, the okay, I'm sorry. The the ones that are undecided, those people, mm-hmm. the 16% or whatever that c- can't choose between the turd sandwich and the douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> then like, thank God I was like Hillary seemed to get it back together and was just driving him fucking nuts on everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, thank you." Thank you, Hillary. <laughs> so happy. So proud of my gal. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> so he was also asked about his taxes, mm-hmm. and he said, well, I told you release them as soon as the audit is done. Um, as described by uh, on Slate, the IRS commissioner himself has said the audit doesn't prevent anyone from releasing their taxes. And, <laughs> in fact, the la- one of the last people that was under audit and released their taxes Running for president, Richard Nixon. (laughs) Wasn't he the first, though? Yeah. So Hillary, this is the next thing Hillary said. For 40 years, everyone running for president has released their tax returns, which is absolutely true. (laughs) Richard Nixon was the first in that group. He released in 1973 while being audited by the IRS because there were questions about his fishy charitable donation and speculation that he had tried to game the tax system. (laughs) Um, However, nothing came of it. So I'm not going to argue for Nixon at this point. No. But, no. <laughs> Hillary said, you even went and suggested that you would negotiate down the national debt of the United States, to which Trump leaned into his microphone and said, wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the fact check on this is uh, Clinton is correct. Uh, he did suggest this on CNBC in May. As a businessman, that's what he does. He doesn't right. understand that you can't do that as a politician. <laughs> The one thing that I will commend Lester Holt on, the one thing he did call Trump on was stop and frisk. He said it was ruled unconstitutional in New York, and Trump said, no, you're wrong. Uh, It went before a judge who was very against police judge. (laughs) That was one of my favorite lines, a very against police judge. (laughs) I mean, I get what he's going at, but... That's the kind of shit I say when I'm having a panic attack and I can't fucking talk. (laughs) Right. Uh, so, yeah, Lester Holt was, of course, correct. Stop and frisk was unconstitutional. It was ruled so by a federal judge. The city did appeal and then dropped the appeal after the mayor changed. Mm. And is pr- Trump proposing a national stop and frisk or did he just say, like, stop and frisk is a good thing? The latter. I, I mean, I'm, who knows? Well, what his actual proposals might be. Well, there is no there's there's nothing the president can do to I suppose he could recommend that police in uh, cities do uh, stop and frisk, but they don't have to listen to the president. It's completely outside of his purview. Does he know that? No. <laughs> no. no. OK. No, I don't think he has any idea what the president does. No. <laughs> no, the president makes America great again. The vice president does all the work. Oh, right. Vice president is domestic and foreign policy. That's right. Yeah. Right, right. 
Uh, so this is kind of questionable. Again, this is Hillary. I am glad that we're ending private prisons in the federal system. I want to see them ended in the state system. So private prisons are not being phased out throughout the federal government. The Justice Department's Bureau of Prisons is phasing out its reliance on private prisons, but the Department of Homeland Security, which has more than 70% of its non-citizen detainees in private prisons, is studying the issue but has made no comment to sever its ties for the for-profit prison industry. Mm. So I deem that correct because I doubt when she thinks of private prison systems, she's really thinking of Homeland Security. Right. I and didn't. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't either. And I, I think she went on to say from that, she thinks it's a shame that you would be trying to fill, you know, these prisons with American citizens mm. for profit. So clearly, you know, she was referencing American citizens who are probably not in the Homeland Security. I mean, some of them are, mm. but I'm yeah. sure there are a lot of, uh, you know, foreigners being held illegally in these private prisons. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which which we didn't really touch on at all. Right. <laughs> um, so then there was the whole Trump blaming Hillary's campaign during her bid against President Obama, saying that she was the one that came up with the whole birther thing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watched the CNN, but so so Trump basically accused of Patty Patty Doyle of saying that on Wolf Blitzer this happened that the the. Clinton campaign got it in their head that it could be that he's not an American citizen and that they sent someone to Kenya to find out about it. <laughs> so right after the debate, and, and he specifically said, look at CNN this past week and you'll see what she said on Wolf Blitzer. So when the debate was over, they cut over to uh, Anderson Cooper. Right. <laughs> and sitting next to him was Patty Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> where he immediately said, so Patty, can you tell me the story on this? <laughs> And there is no truth to it at all. No. At all. So one of the uh, – some guy who was working for the Hillary campaign in Iowa forwarded a chain email that had suggested this and said, hey, should we – you know, hey, we should do this. Yeah. Uh, when it got to her, she said, that guy needs to be removed from our campaign. He was fired. She then called over to the Obama campaign and said, one of our guys forwarded this email. This is not what we intend to do. Mm. I apologize. We're not behind this in any way. <laughs> Why didn't she mention that, though? Because when he was grilling her on that, she was just smiling, not saying anything. Yeah. Why didn't Hillary come back with it? Yeah. yeah. Because at that point in the debate, facts had become like – barely relevant like she was like here's my position here's some well thought out thoughts and he's just like i got lots of sources they're reliable sources they're credible people and uh i'm gonna do tremendous things for this country <laughs> uh the question was what are you gonna do about uh race relations with uh police and the african-american communities like i'm gonna do tremendous things stop and tremendous frisk. things stop and frisk is great actually i'm pretty sure at one point i know we haven't gotten to that but it, it I'll, I'll wait for ray so just go ahead <laughs> <laughs> all right the next one's really quick he says he was endorsed by ice uh ice is the immigration and customs enforcement agency trump was not endorsed by the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. He was endorsed by some of the former customs enforcement officers. <laughs> which don't represent the actual agency. Mm. Trump exaggerate? <gasps> so there's a whole there's a whole group of things here and I'm just going to skim through them because it's taking too much time, but he basically suggests that he really wishes that we hadn't gone into 
Iraq the second time. He says we should have done it right the first time, and also we should have taken the oil away. <laughs> then ISIS, ISIS wouldn't have any money because we should have taken the oil. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with the fact-checking on that because – I don't think we went in there to take over the country and take the country's resource away from them. <laughs> well, I think but we, we should went, have. <laughs> we, we went in there to safeguard the the resource. Otherwise, we would not have given a shit. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a couple of things I could argue there, but I don't think it's worth it. And generally, I think that's true. <laughs> There, there were there were some other things going on that I think we should have gone in, but I, I again I don't think we should have gone in without the UN consent, which we didn't have. Right. So, uh, but in any case, you know the the genocide, the the supporting mm. of and housing of terrorists. There's there was a lot oh. of things Saddam was doing. Yes, if it was still worthy of doing, but the excuses that we came up with and the were, oh, they were so lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, he actually suggests that we should have taken the oil. How does he think we would do that? Just a big line of trucks and take it all at once? Well, you'd have to use boats, but... <laughs> well, there's no boats where the oil actually is. You'd have to build pipe. It's just so nonsensical. It's... Where do you start? <laughs> So the next one is a quote from Hillary. She said that W made the agreement about when the troops would leave Iraq, not Obama. And the only way American troops could have stayed is with an agreement with the Iraqi government that would have they would have agreed to protect our troops. The fact check on this is that it is 100 percent true. Mm. Uh, here's okay, the thing I don't understand about that. <laughs> yeah, I've known that for years. Why yeah. does nobody else seem to know that? Changing facts, man. It's easy to do nowadays. Yeah, I was going to say you should know that Obama Everything is his fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that why wasn't he in the White House at nine eleven? Exactly. <laughs> why wasn't he there? Where was he? Very suspicious. <laughs> he knew it was going to be dangerous there. Uh, the next thing is that Trump said the countries of NATO, many of them aren't paying their fair share. Now, this actually technically is true. Of NATO's 28 members, there's a requirement in NATO that you spend 2% of your gross domestic product on defense to defend the other members of NATO. As of this year, the nations committing 2% or more were the United States, Greece, United Kingdom, Estonia, and Poland. Huh. Greece is? Yes. How can they Over afford 2%. it? 2%. They're out of money. Right. But right. they're living up to their NATO contract. <laughs> right. I guess 2% of nothing is boom. They're good. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Their 2% is a little lower. So okay. We got this. <laughs> All right. If you haven't heard about the Trump, I did not support Iraq war, mm -hmm. the controversy and the fact checking, I I'm not getting into that, right? He says ah. that he did not support it. And he clearly said that he, he did on the Howard Stern show. It was more of a, I guess so. But here's the, <laughs> you know, I wish we'd have done it correctly the first time. Yeah. Now, turns out I was there the first time. Mm. And I know exactly what our mission statement was. And it was the liberation of Kuwait. Mm. We were not attacking Iraq. We were liberating Kuwait. So I don't know exactly what done it right the first time <laughs> mean. Because... We did liberate Kuwait. Well, there were clear we objectives, and you met the objectives, and then you left. And Once things were stabilized, that, that seems quite reasonable. <laughs> so, again, this is a revision of history that only exists in Trump's head, I yeah. guess. I do feel, though, it's a really weak argument that people have been making on this one with him, with him saying whether he supported it or not. Because when you do listen to it, it's so 
you know, Wishy-washy. he's like, well, yeah, it's like, first of all, that was in, it was right at 9-11, right? I believe that's when the interview was the, that exact day. It was on Howard Stern, for mm. one, not to say that that's not journalism. Um, <laughs> but, you can say that. <laughs> I don't know. These days, Howard does a lot of it. But um, I don't know. It's just such, you know, to hold him to that one is like, you know, Jesus Christ. There's so much more. <laughs> that is true. Absolutely. But he should just uh, say that, though. He was saying, you know, it was, it was the heat well, of the moment. Well, he ended moments. up saying it. He ended oh, up – he said something about it. But then, he, you know, he was like – he just couldn't – he couldn't say what I just said. Like, no. I was on Howard Stern show. For, uh, really? This is what you're holding me to? Instead, he goes, I said it on Howard, and then he went into that whole, someone please call Sean Hannity bit. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Quick, well, get Hannity on the line. It's a continuation of the he can never be wrong story, though. I mean, Yes, he, the man yes. has – no humility. <laughs> no, none at all. He could not possibly admit that when he said, yeah, I guess so, that that was incorrect. Or even say, it was on 9-11. Yes. Right. I, who didn't want to go and <laughs> invade Iraq? You know what I'm saying? Well, except that once we knew it came out of most likely Afghanistan, what was the point of invading Iraq? It, the whole thing you know, was ridiculous. Well, right. But I'm saying on that day, who knew? Nobody knew anything mm. then. You know, I, shit, I was ready to pick up a gun and go into some fucking <laughs> Arab country. Sure. <laughs> For like a day. And then. <laughs> but yeah, he can admit that he made an emotional, he had an emotional reaction and said the wrong words. He cannot admit ever that he is wrong. The other thing that I want to mention, this wasn't a fact check, but from a quote that he gave in in Sept- uh, September in Florida during a rally. He's talking about Ar- Iran. Uh, so here's the quote. When they circle our beautiful destroyers with their little boats and they make gestures at our people that they shouldn't be allowed to make, they will be shot out of the water. So he wants to start a war. Right. That just goes along. I just want to mention that because it's part of our, our list later. Yeah. There's a lot about whether or not we defend Korea, whether or not we defend Japan. There was a big quote on that. Just some fact check on here. Uh, South Korea, the government paid $866 million in 2014 for the U.S. military presence. Japan shows that it covered $4 billion in the cost of our base-related expenses. Wow. So the fact that those countries, we defend them and they don't pay anything, thats it's just insanity. It's not true in any way. Mm-hmm. He also made a statement during the debate, we can't afford to defend Japan. U.S. and Japan have signed a mutual defense treaty. So he apparently is just going to throw that out the window. <laughs> well, again, it's, it's, all about, it's all about the money. It's all about the, the, the business decision side of it. And it's completely irrelevant. The third one, uh, can you imagine we're defending Saudi Arabia with all the money they have and we're defending them and they're not paying? Okay, so they purchased $90 billion worth of weapons last year. Wow. And it was paid because they have the money. I don't know that that's a good thing, but that's a different question. Exactly. (laughs) Then there's the, the whole attack on Hillary where he was asked, you said Hillary didn't look presidential. What did you mean by that? And he completely switched to saying that he was talking about her stamina. Right. Oh, she, uh, Hillary made the statement that he said that pregnancy is an inconvenience to employers. <laughs> and Trump said that he never said that. There's a clip from 2014, a video of him saying that. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. That's based, That's the, the whole list of all the fact check that was done by NPR during the debate. So from that, we have gleaned, what is it, nine different things? 
And I, I want to do then we can probably go through this fairly quickly. But what is the worst thing about Trump for the U.S.? The list is jobs and taxes. Uh, referencing the the jobs leaving Michigan, Ohio, the Reagan, the the what trumped up trickle down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I kind of want that to go away, though. I don't want to keep repeating that. It's trickle. Just call it trickle down. Reaganomics. Uh, the wealthy tax cuts, ballooning the deficit. All that falls under jobs and taxes. Uh, his own income, where his money came from, and why he won't release his tax forms. Climate change is a hoax, and the energy policies of the country is a disaster. The trade plan, deep tariffs on imports and trade plan. Uh, did we touch on this? The the stop and frisk? I don't think that was actually fact-checked. No. Because he basically oh, just— Other than he said it was it was constitutional and it was the new mayor's fault, but in fact it is unconstitutional, and we did, we did talk about that portion of it. And he kept—and this is the part that gets me, is he was not asked about stop and frisk. He was yeah. asked about— African American like inner city right issues how, how to improve the the racial tensions in the country with uh you know police officers and the African American communities and he he went to stop and frisk working because when he was pulled off that topic to watch him in the debate and again I don't have you know the the transcript to tell verbatim but to look at him in the eyes and hear what he was saying mm. when because Hillary was like well you know, we need to reach out to the communities. We need to better train the cops. We need to, uh, community you know, policing. get everybody working together. And uh, his response, honest to God, what I'm 90% certain I heard was round up all the blacks, mm. deport all the Mexicans, and there won't be any more crime. Yes, there was roving gangs of undocumented <laughs> or, or <Yeah>. legal <laughs> aliens. Yeah, he. I mean, he basically his answer was "fuck the blacks and Latinos." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he said, "Keep America white again, or oh, make yeah. America white again." And that, and that all and that also. Well, he. My favorite part too was when they were talking about the birther thing, and Lester Holt was like, "Well, what do you say to uh, African Americans about what you had done?" He goes, "I don't say anything to them." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, my one thing that I was definitely confused about because clearly I see lots of ads, and I know that. Uh, Hillary is going to take everyone's guns away. <laughs> and he mentioned that he was, you know, the NRA's candidate and he was proud to be supported by the NRA. Stop and Frisk literally suggests mm -hmm. taking people's guns away from them. <laughs> yes. right. He yeah. is the only person out there suggesting to actually take people's guns away, but he is the pro-gun candidate. Oh, but you're forgetting. Well, you're forgetting that the Second Amendment only applies to white people, Ian. Oh. You're also forgetting oh. that nobody white got stopped and frisked. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, my mistake. Well, I did. I saw that commercial. I know that I know that gang members are out there shooting everybody, and I know all white people keep their gun only for protection locked in a digital safe on top of their nightstand, which Hillary will steal personally. Personally. Yes. <laughs> right. Again, and from, actually, from commercials. Speaking of the fact checking, the one thing I didn't see on there that I was curious about. I looked it up and I couldn't find a proper answer for it. Is crime up or down in New York City? So yeah, because remember they they were fighting on that point right. during the stop and frisk part. And I looked it up. It looked like it was like up, but like by like twenty. <laughs> yeah. The so the crime rate from what I I checked this as well, and I actually I thought that was in the list, but it, well, I didn't I didn't read it off. So yeah, the crime rate is significantly down from a few years ago. From if you then the further back you go, the worse it was. It's mm. it's 
incredibly down from 20 years ago, but it's slightly up this year from last year. But which? Okay. But what crime? Gun crime? Uh, murders? Violent, yeah, it was violent crime uh, with firearm was what I was looking at. Okay. So, That's yeah, it depends slight. on what crime you're talking about. You have to remember what, you know, think about what Times Square was like back in the 70s and the 80s. Um, it was... Awesome. <laughs> a, a den of iniquity. <laughs> <laughs> It was a it was a horrible crime ridden place. New York City was a, not a place that anybody ever visited. Nowadays, it's a it's a tourist haven. So the crime rate is definitely down over the years. If it's if it's a, gone up a little bit this year, it's just a statistical anomaly. Right. Sure. So, but he was implying that it like skyrocketed because stop and frisk is gone. So no. I was curious about that. When I looked at it, I was like, well, it just looks like it's up like by twenty. Uh, yeah. But again, I'm looking at Wikipedia, so I don't know if that's yeah. like correct. And to well, be clear, also, we're not talking 20%. We're talking 20, 20. individuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and also, as we discussed, I think, on the last episode, the hate crime has gone mm. up by 216% against Muslims. Mm. If you think that a lot of that could be violent crime, yeah, maybe Trump's to blame for the crime going yeah. up this last year. Yeah, it could be. Because it's quite clear that his speech has caused the, the hate crime to go up. I mean... I, for I, sure. I mean, I, it has to, you know, leak out beyond just his rallies. I mean, because people are getting regularly assaulted at his at his rallies. So yeah. to suggest that it, it doesn't go beyond that is just naive. Oh, yeah. he's given license to everybody who has these thoughts that might have kept them quiet. Just recent. Someone told me today. Again, it's secondhand. I don't know if it's true. But there's a town about 40 miles from here, which is kind of part of our family as we consider it. Um, I know my office has offices there that as you're getting closer towards the town, somebody tried to pull a, uh, you know, like when you drive down uh, 95 to Florida and you see all the signs for uh, Pedro south says, of the border. Yeah, Pedro says. Right, yeah, all those are there. <laughs> someone did one of those with only three signs that says immigrants get out. Wow. <laughs> wow. In huh. cardboard. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. She's like, I just saw it the other day. She's like, it's come. It's she's like, it's almost near the entrance of the town. Oh, no. So that goes right into the next thing, since we kind of got derailed there, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the next item was the birther movement, and then uh, we have the item for the, that came up during the debate, the Miss Universe, Alicia mm. Machado? Machado, yeah. Machado? I don't remember how that's pronounced. But in any case, the Miss Universe that uh, Trump, what was it? He called her a little piggy? A little uh, piggy, yeah. yeah. I didn't, yeah. Uh, Miss Housekeeper, because she's Latina, yeah. Right, right. She had the nerve to go up to 170 pounds at five foot seven. The horror. So I, I I guess we'll call that the the anti-woman Trump. Yeah, misogynistic sure. Trump. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And the last two things, I, I lumped together all the stuff about the Middle East, and then I have his foreign policy, which is toward China and Japan. And so I think we're going to cut out the Middle East and just call this foreign policy. This will be one thing. But we should have taken the oil as such a fantastic notion. <laughs> While I agree with that, I think that that still falls under foreign policy. We don't need sure. a separate issue for that. Agreed. I mean, so if we're talking about the worst thing about Trump, are we going? What, are we going worst to least or what, least to worst? Least, least to worst. What is the least oh. damaging okay, thing? Well, are we talking about the thing that is most, or the thing that's most likely to um, result in the in the world in a World War Three? That would be probably bad for all of us, including the U.S. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I would say. Um, so we're looking for least here. Yeah, okay, least. least. The, the least, the least horrible thing. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say his, his own income. Exactly. Yeah, his own income. Yeah. 
Yep. Because absolutely wild, dishonest, and disgusting. Well, now, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Here comes Jared. You know Jared. He's always got a problem. <laughs> right. How do you guys feel about him not doing the blind trust thing? So oh, that's true. That should yeah. fall in there as well. I, 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 w- I can include that in his, his own income because it's his own family money stuff. But the, they didn't under- They were interviewed a number of times and did not understand over a period of time what a blind trust was. Well, regardless of them even understanding what a blind trust is, their plan yeah. is for the kids to take over. And regardless of whether that being right or wrong, it's wrong, by the way. It is wrong. Yeah. If for I don't because since he can seem to snake his way out of anything, if the kids are running or there's some bullshit thing that they do, do you feel that he would still change policy to benefit his own businesses? In a heartbeat. Yes. In a okay, heartbeat. That makes it pretty bad then. Yeah. Everything he does is about what benefits him or his family? No, I agree. No, I agree. But does that make you know? Does that bump it up as not least worst, or uh, is there anything least worse than him changing <laughs> policy to benefit his own businesses? I would argue that that's just going to be an expected if he goes into office. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's well, maybe you could I, again, say that about anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I was going to say I agree that that makes his own income category worse. But I don't think it bypasses any of these other things, even with that added. What about the birther movement, though? I mean, like uh, I, I, I thought, I thought that was our, I thought that was our polite way of saying racism. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, mm. like like birther counts as all racist stuff that he does. Right. Miss America or Miss Universe counts as all sexist stuff that he does. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I guess you're right. Then. So I guess does that put stop and frisk in with? birther or to stop and frisk all gun control stuff that he does i think that goes under racist okay yeah so i'm combining stop and frisk with the birther movement and calling that racist acts mm-hmm. okay well if all we, right when if you we, when you frame it that way i guess him doing that isn't is, is him being a greedy monster <laughs> i'm just is, it just it's yeah. just trying to figure out like like because that's going to impact other corporations and you know they're going to be able to follow what you know it's just uh well, it's bad but you're, yeah yeah I think he's going to tailor it so that it only – as close as he can so it will only benefit him, honestly. I mean it will be about you know New Jersey casinos. It will be something <laughs> really specific to him. Oh, oh, well, if he keeps it, then yeah, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because not, but it's less harmful. Gun, gun to my head, yes, that's the least worst. <laughs> Remember, he's, he did specifically say on video that your your bank records, the money that you have in the bank, your total net worth, he considers that a scorecard. Mm. And he scores against other people. So he's not necessarily wanting to help out all the rich people. No. Right. He wants he to wants help to himself. be the best. Yeah. He wants to be the best rich person. Well, that's why he's <laughs> well, always he- at war with the other, all the other billionaires, because they are his direct competition. I mean, he hates Mark Cuban with a passion. Well, Mark Cuban calls him a jag off at well, every opportunity. <laughs> that probably doesn't help, but yeah. <laughs> Freaking Mark Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm moving it. I, I, I approve. Yeah. I'm still a little iffy on it, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I think under the sexist column, we can add things about Rosie O'Donnell. We can add things about you know, the, the fact that he wants to sleep with his daughter. You can add things about saying that people with small chests can't be attractive. See, I, like, I, here's – this is my issue with this, at being – Above his own income. While these are all horrible things, mm. how is it going to be bad for the U.S.? I mean, he can't. I mean, is he going to make some kind of sweeping policy where you can beat your wife? I wouldn't. Well, all right. So the same. You can make the same argument for racist acts. Then I mean, ah, well, however, no. yeah. If you for racist acts, 
All right, here's the, here's here's where I was I was not going to say it's more important than his own income, but here when it came down to sexism versus racism, mm. I was going to make sexism beneath racism because women are less likely to start killing people and looting and rioting in the streets. Black people are guaranteed to do that. Well, not only <laughs> that, that's a racist comment on my own, but I I have I've seen it nine out of ten times. Well, the, when you, they have when been right, but at the edge already. We're not but if you yet. look at it more, Ian, if you even look at it more in the sense that, like, look, what what could come of this? Like, that's black people, Latinos getting jailed or whatever bullshit thing mm. goes on. Like, there's consequences. To that. I'm not saying there's not consequences to misogyny because we're looking at lower pay rates and that mm-hmm. kind of bullshit, which is bad. But if you told me my option was to get 25% of my paycheck cut or go to jail <laughs> – <laughs> well, consider the possibility – consider what um, – I mean, bringing in Rick Santorum and the implications of that. I mean, if he's got this Catholic well, crusade – what does that fall under? I mean, all of a sudden, now abortion is going to become illegal if he can help it because he's going to put um, law- judges in the Supreme Court that are going to make abortion illegal. And he's going to make it so that birth control is not available at um, – through health insurance. And he's going to make it so that – I had a third no, one, I, which yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But <laughs> that has enormous social impacts. See, that – and that's where I get run into those issues with Trump where I'm like, I think he's just saying that to court votes. Like, I don't think he's actually going to go through with that. He hired I know Santorum. he hates women. I, no, I know. And he, that, <laughs> again, playing to his base, which he keeps doing, <laughs> let, that locks up a certain amount of people. And I know he hates women. Mm. And I know he's a racist. <laughs> However, with all this, I would argue that the misogyny, the, the misogyny and the racist stuff – I think everything else on the list outweighs those two in what it could cause for the country. The world. I, I agree and with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, for the so planet. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to grab this. So misogyny and racism, that's that's down as well. So we've got his foreign policy, the trade plan, climate change, and his jobs and taxes. Some of these overlap a lot. So mm-hmm. Yeah, trade could go into foreign policy as well. Yeah, it could, really. I mean, yeah, it's all about having, you know, the United States is number one and everybody else is subservient to the U.S. It's horribly short-sighted and is insulting to everybody else in the world. And if you want to piss them all off and get them to all work together, vote Trump. Unless somebody (laughs) has a uh, an argument, I am going to to move that because I I think that's that's true. That uh, the the trade plan the the that all follows into how he treats other countries. And I hate to say it, but I think climate change should be the next one that goes down. No way. <laughs> I'm not no saying way. it's not. There's it, nothing left if we don't stop climate change. No, Everything no, no. I, else on this list is irrelevant. Ian I, Ian, I agree with you, but and I hate to say it, there's you got a little time left with climate change. We're really th- we're there, <laughs> but what time can, do you think we have left? <laughs> he can only fuck things up for four years, and then someone can get us back on track. Plus, there's other people working against him, like the other stuff. It's really bad. Climate change, it's like he just can't push a button and fuck climate change up. I think part of the mm. argument is that climate change is not going to kill us for another 40, 50 years. This other <laughs> shit could kill us right Right, away. that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying climate change is not an important thing. It's just what can he do to fuck it up? That we haven't done already. I, was, uh, I don't know. If, if there are any federal organizations that are working against climate change, they will be immediately defunded. Right, but what I'm saying is, is like, then the effect of that is not so – I mean, it's bad. It's not Don't immediate. get me wrong. Yeah. It's just not immediate. We're just not going to feel it like all of a sudden like we're going to feel this other shit. <laughs> uh, I can see the argument. Uh, I, I, I take it's still up there, Ian. It's number three. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think foreign policy has the ability to irradiate and, you know, yeah, exactly. make the entire planet <laughs> uninhabitable for us and everybody except the cockroaches. Climate change will just make it really inconvenient for us. Most of the rest of the planet will be fine. Foreign policy does have the chance of eradicating human existence. Therefore, we won't care about climate change. <laughs> In a few hours. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 okay. Argument Ian? I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't think – I can't see foreign policy – going that far off the rails and here's why now if you take someone who if you take any of the other trumps around the world that are currently in power mm. that are arguably even more severe than he is and there's we're nowhere near extermination i mean the kim jong un uh, that Duarte guy in, in the Philippines. Oh, he's a- They <laughs> are out of control. Like, as out of control as you can be. And, yeah, whatever. We're, okay, but we're they don't no- have power like we do. U.S. The, is- Those two. U.S. I mean, is the right. biggest economy. We, it makes a difference what we do. We, we do lead. Yeah, sure. It depends on, um, surely the government still is, you know, there, there are multiple parts to our government. Checks. So, how, um, yeah, I, I would like to think I would like to think that that some of the other branches could work to mitigate yeah, keep, keep some mind of his foreign the, policy Ian, disasters. Yes, if when he if he gets elected, who's running those other parts of the 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 government? It doesn't mean they have to listen to him. No, it doesn't mean they have to listen to him. But they are more likely to lead in the in that direction, mm. and he's certainly not going to stop them. I, I just feel it's it's more. I mean, I hate. I mean, you know how I feel about climate. I just don't want to say like it's not important. It's important. I putting it at three is important, but I just feel like mm. the other stuff is just way too immediate. All right, so uh, complete- see, I think I I would pro- possibly consider foreign policy above it, but not jobs and taxes. I yeah, that's what that. I was going to yeah. say. Jobs and taxes, we've <laughs> completely not involved in here. So I'm going to suggest that that is actually number three. And I, the jobs and taxes is not something new. That has been changing for quite some time. I mean, the manufacturing jobs have been going overseas for a right. while. This is not right. a new thing. We are turning into a service economy. And really, with all that, we're only he's only going to be hurting the U.S. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you hurt the U.S. economy bad enough, it hurts, it hurts all over. But mm. you can't destroy humanity with by changing tax income <laughs> well <laughs> i hope not <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see right yeah. well hopefully so we don't the top see, two but. need to, to flip order though so foreign policy <laughs> ian's still arguing but yeah. Okay. yeah yeah I, I, and I, I by don't. the way i haven't taken part in this argument yet because i'm i'm torn like uh, yeah. i hear what ian's saying completely i i I regard the foreign policy – I think I have to argue the foreign policy sh- is devastating if Trump gets in office, the mm. most devastating, because you get one of those Iranian planes that fly too close to the destroyer. Trump says, fuck it, shoot it down next time. Yeah. He shoots it down. They retaliate. He nukes Tehran. Yeah, seriously. And the very fact that he keeps asking about nukes. Right. Yeah. Like, why can't we just nuke them? Why can't we do this? You know? Yeah. He's, let Japan let let everybody have nuclear weapons. <laughs> his his recklessness is way too dangerous. I mean, climate change. The climate, yeah, it's really really bad. It's gonna. It's New Orleans is lost. Half of Florida is lost. We're going to lose Naples, Italy. There are some, you know, Holland. Write them off. Don't buy real estate there. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. And so in this other scenario, all we've lost so far is Tehran. Well, no. As soon as you do well, that. I, then you're, Russia you're gets talking, involved. 
Everything is on. Everything's on the table. Russia is yeah. going to initiate all of its subs to. I'm not saying World War Three, all the nukes launch, but we're going to be in a hot situation. Oh yeah, it's going to be way surpassed the Cold War. And he's the person that's going to be deciding who is going to be negotiating with these foreign countries. He won't be doing the negotiating. He'll have a foreign policy advisor, Secretary of State, but he's going to pick that person. Who do you think he's going to pick? Is it going to be somebody reasonable who's going to work no. with people? No. No. Chris Christie. Yeah, exactly. It'll be some idiot. New Jersey thug. New Jersey, yeah. <laughs> so he's not going to have reasonable people, and he's going to rotate through them constantly because he'll be firing them constantly, just like with his, with his campaign people. <laughs> so it's going to be this rotating pantheon of idiots going through there. I feel like what we have now in place with President Obama and his administration is one of – at least in the world of climate change and, mm. uh, you know, science in general, we have one of the most progressive, favorable situations, and we are making no progress on climate change. So for four years, mm. I can only assume that not only we're going to not make this progress, but it has to go backwards. It's got to go back. We're going to increase carbon emissions. Mm. We are going to to decrease any sort of research towards solar or wind or, you know, refining the electric grid, it's going to get significantly worse and it's going to take another, you know, 12 years to get back to where we were today. And then it's beyond too late at that point. Mm-hmm. I think that was it well argued. It has to start yeah. now. It, well, no, it, it had will, to start 20 years ago. It did. Yeah. It did, but I but mean... That's the thing is, I think Ian's arguing climate change on a whole as what everybody should be doing. Yeah. Right. Like, you, you really have to think about what he is going to do and what's going to be worse. Mm. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Ian put that very well, mm. and we are way over in time. Holy smokes. <laughs> and that what we're going to do is say that, just finish it on, if Trump gets elected, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to vote, because it looks <laughs> like this is it. <laughs> yeah. It looks Seriously. like foreign policy is going to be the winner, but I, uh, yeah, please get out and vote, because <laughs> we're, we're left with, with three end of time scenarios <laughs> right exactly <laughs> I, as as much as i enjoy the fiction of it i do not want to end up in a fallout 4 universe yeah. right? so, i don't want to live in a vault <laughs> i don't want to roam the wastes <laughs> really that looks fun anyway uh it's just fun to watch i'd not to participate so, uh, yeah, I'm going to call it at that point. Karen, did you want to bring up the uh, PolitiFact? Um, we'll have a link on the website. Uh, there is a PolitiFact link, which I find highly amusing, which is the pants on fire for Trump. He has his own three pages of pants on fire statements that he's made. I, I think that's the most from anybody, I believe. I can't say that for sure, but it, it is an amusing <laughs> read, the things that he has lied about that are outrageous lies. <laughs> I, I have a minor one, if okay. I can just interject here, because it's been driving me nuts all afternoon since I read this from him. Mm. So here's a little background. My wife claims to have misophonia. So she <laughs> responds oh, poorly to to soft sounds, all sorts of chewing, <laughs> clicking, nail trimming, anything. I have any the same problem. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have become very sensitive to this over the last uh, eight or nine years, uh, more and more so all the time. Now, so yeah, that as someone just pointed out. So as the the, the page starts, 
And he is just, Trump is sniffling like a madman. Yeah. Every sentence is, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, like just what? morning after a Coke bender just couldn't stop <laughs> sniffing. And it was, so this morning he is asked about this and he says, nope, didn't happen. Did not happen. Yeah. I did not sniffle one time during that debate. If you heard any sniffling, it was either edited in <laughs> by the, by the liberal media wow. or it were these defective microphones. Mm. And here's the thing that blew my mind. These microphones were terrible. They were, they, they were so sensitive. They were even picking up breathing. So these microphones were terrible because they were so good. Yeah. <laughs> they picked I up. heard the thing about the microphones being bad. I didn't hear him hear it say anything about the uh, edited in sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said the, they they said not only that, but they edited out this uh, near fatal coughing fit that Hillary had during the debate. <laughs> the live on the live broadcast, the, yes. the live broadcast where there were two cameras that never left them. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And, just, and so that I just wanted to talk million about people that. Re- just missed really that. briefly. Okay. So if blew you, my mind. If you ever want to torture uh, your wife, I would recommend that you find on the internet somebody took the entirety of the the debate and cut out just the times when he goes and smacked them all together. It is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that there's somebody out there with the same problem as me, though. Although it's sniffing and stuff like that doesn't bother me. It's if I hear anybody chewing, I want to fucking strangle them. And it, it's, yeah. a, it's a big sniff followed by a lip smack every single one of them. It is gross. <laughs> yep. After the chewing, amongst other things, just to support Jared more. I mean, like, like if you don't go to the movies with her, if you enjoy popcorn or beverage mm-hmm. or anything because that's awful jared i am not allowed to eat cereal out of a ceramic bowl with a metal spoon i have oh, wow. to eat it out of a plastic bowl with a plastic spoon wow. eight years now <laughs> okay she's got it way worse than me all right i just got a few ticks like that i <laughs> i would have to say that i have to fall into this as well yeah <laughs> however the sniffing didn't get to me either uh i can't i'm not even going to think about watching the uh the video that karen <laughs> talked about though i don't want to chance it um so yeah. the other thing that with along with the uh politifact the pants on fire stuff did you see i don't remember the guy's name he's in new york post maybe he's the pinocchio guy mm. he ranks people one to four pinocchios i don't remember oh, what i just saw is. something on him is yeah. kessel Kessel, something like that yeah yeah but in any case the number of things said that can be questioned as to whether or not you know mostly mostly false somewhat false Hillary's bad. Hillary is at a 15 percent there are 15 percent of the things that she has said that can be questioned ben. She she bends the truth. Right, right. Trump is at 65%. Yeah. <laughs> he takes it over his knee and smacks it on the ass. <laughs> way more than half. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay, we're way over. I think that's all we're going to have for this week. Uh, if anyone has any comments, questions, or would like for us to talk about something, feel free to go to profaneargument.com and you can leave your comment there. Uh, you can also check out other podcasts, other shows that exist on soon to be named network.com. Whole bunch of different shows if you are looking for other podcasts, other shows to uh, listen to or even watch. There's a YouTube show. Mm. Thank you. Thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your guy go with you.